the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I came across a tweet today as we're nearing lunchtime. I might as well get into this uh, a bit. Uh, best pizza in the U.S. by city. Uh, how do you think Columbus fared? Best pizza by city. Now, this is also rated on uh, price of pizza. So somewhat taste, somewhat price, somewhat style. Aaron, where would you guess Columbus, Ohio might be? Or would be if they are even listed among the top 12 cities in the United States for pizza. Based on taste, based on price, based on style. I do know the answer. You do? but Were you surprised by the answer? That's a better way to ask you. It's higher than what I thought. Much higher. It's number three. We're number three in the country. Detroit is number one. (laughs) Detroit. First in murder, first in pizza, first in uh, underqualified, overpaid police-affiliated executives. Hired by the city of Columbus. Uh, Detroit is one. Average pizza, I guess, what is this, for like a 12-inch pizza? $8.29. That's That uh, stat blew me away more than anything else. $8.29? I bet it's more than that. Yeah, I'm like, where can you get a pizza here can't. other than Little Caesars for eight fourteen is the Columbus price. Eight fourteen. You can't get a 12-inch no. pizza around here for eight fourteen. Not a chance. Is that one slice of pizza in Joe Biden's economy? Uh, Cleveland is two. I've lived a fair amount of my life in Cleveland. Do I have a favorite pizza in Cleveland? No, I don't. Cleveland pizza, eh. Here. Romeo's, I liked it there. Romeo's is good. made its way down here. Yeah, it's good. Uh, uh, The first time I ever had Jets pizza, I had it in Cleveland. Jets, my my wife loves Jets pizza. Jets pizza is kind of French bread-ish style pizza. Columbus is uh, number three. Some really good pizza places here. Uh, Flyers is excellent. Massey's is really good. Donato's is good. Donato started in Columbus. I like all those. Uh, Boston four. Nobody else in Ohio. So I'm kind of surprised that we're third. Kind of surprised. So lunch coming up. If you're getting pizza, feel good about it. You're getting it at a bargain price, and it apparently tastes good compared to the rest of the country. No Chicago and no New York, which, of course, offends them greatly. Chicago deep dish pizza. I'm a no on the Chicago pizza. I like my pizza. To, I like to be able to eat my pizza with my in my hand. A piece of deep dish pizza. I don't want to eat my pizza with a fork. And that's Chicago deep dish pizza. Now, on to matters of greater consequence. Sometimes when you are criticized by certain people, it elevates you in my mind. So when Haley B. Miller, the Columbus Dispatch's chief woke assassin when it comes to politics and for whom the truth is an inconvenient impediment for her to write around takes you to task well where it is a badge of honor who's she going after today well you know it's got to be a republican she never goes after a democrat 
And most likely it's going to be someone in the Republican Senate race because that is her goal in life, short term, I presume, to get Tim Ryan elected senator from the state of Ohio to go with Sherrod Brown. So we have not just the worst senator in the country, but the, but the two worst. Her story today, gender dominates GOP Ohio Senate debate as Mike Gibbons dismisses women's oppression. Uh, her contention is that by quoting Mike Gibbons saying that women were probably oppressed when they were not allowed to vote, that Mike Gibbons is demeaning women. Here's the quote. I think when they weren't allowed to vote, they were probably oppressed. But it was a different culture. It's like judging George Washington according to today's standards. Now, this is a favorite tactic of leftists like Haley B. Miller to take something someone said, present the first part of the quote high up in the story to make it appear worse than it was, present it without nuance, without explanation, so that those who just have the attention span of a cockroach will read one paragraph and go, well, Mike Gibbons says women were probably oppressed. I mean, he's denouncing and denigrating the struggle for women's suffrage. So I'm not going to vote for Mike Gibbons. That was her goal. But his quote, it's not great. What do I always say about Gibbons? That he has a power sto- powerful story to tell, but he needs polish to tell it better. Okay? Mike Gibbons can, I think, authentically carve out a lane as he's a plain-spoken Trump kind of guy. But he has to be careful that when he does some of the things he's done lately, and this is the pressure being the front runner, people are going to come after you. If Matt Dolan screws up and says something stupid, and I'm getting to it because he did, it's not going to be a headline because what? Matt, Matt Dolan has what? Like 6% of the vote? Despite spending all that money that he and his dad could use to buy a power-hitting third baseman, Matt Dolan is spending it to run for Senate. And uh, he's doing and saying things that, in my estimation, are just as worthy of attention, may, in my opinion, put him at odds with true conservative voters. Haley B. Miller's not going to write about that because, hey, for her— she would she would be able to sleep at night. She would be able to not throw up every morning if Matt Dolan happened to win the Senate seat in the state of Ohio because he's least objectionable to her from these field of candidates because, of course, he's the sponsor of the Equality Act in the state of Ohio. So he is foursquare on board with the completely incompatible with biblical truth and actual conservatism position that... The Equality Act in Ohio is an epic disaster that would, in fact, put young women and all women in peril of having transgender women, biological men, in the same bathrooms, locker rooms, and private spaces they have. That is Matt Dolan's position. He's about that. He's not only willing to vote for that, he's sponsoring that. But Gibbons, of course, he gets taken to the woodshed by Haley B. Miller because he inelegantly expressed a historically authentic view that yeah, women didn't have the right to vote. You could say that they were oppressed. He also, and this is where Gibbons has got to be careful, and here's the thing that Mike Gibbons could learn a lesson from J.D. Vance in one area. What's the knock on J.D. Vance? 
He's on tape saying things about Donald Trump that now J.D. Vance claims not to believe, claims to no longer believe. And when you ask J.D. Vance about that, what J.D. Vance says is, I made a mistake. I was wrong. I think most people are predisposed to forgive or at least consider apologizing for things by saying, I was wrong. I didn't realize what kind of president he would be. His policies are fine. I like his policies. I was wrong. That's a good position. Mike Gibbons is a little hesitant to say I was wrong. In a previous interview, probably with an editorial board or something, he characterized Jane Timken, the only female in the race, an attorney, Harvard-educated, former head of the GOP in the state of Ohio. He said Jane Timken barely worked. Again, partial quote from Haley B. Miller, so probably taken out of context. And he insinuated that her money comes from her husband. Now, Jane Timken married into the Timken family, and the Timken family, if you know anything about Stark County, the Timken family's loaded. They're loaded. Is it accurate? Yes. Is it smart to say? No. Another quote from Gibbons. There are not a lot of women that were in combat in World War I or World War II. That was a man's job at the time. Women were not subjected to that. Were men oppressed because they had to go to war? I don't know if oppressed is the right word. It was a different world, that's all. So he's on the different world thing, which he's right, but again, doesn't resonate today. Now, uh, Timken, of course, is pushing back, saying, it. no, no, I was an attorney, I worked hard. Gibbons is misogynistic, anti-women. He's going to have to face that now. But here's the quote from Dolan. Matt Dolan trying to come off as, oh, oh Mike Gibbons, Neanderthal, Archie Bunker type. But me, me, Matt Dolan, I'm, I'm enlightened. I'm a smart guy. Listen to this condescending quote from Matt Dolan. My wife has a master's degree, so I respect women. Huh? <laughs> My wife has a master's degree, Matt. And if I were to articulate why I respect my wife, her master's degree wouldn't appear anywhere in the conversation if I spoke to you from now until the day I died. Her master's degree has nothing to do with the reason why I respect my wife. For him to say, oh, my wife has a master's degree, so I respect women. What does your wife having a master's degree have to do with any other woman? That's an individual accomplishment, achievement, characteristic of your wife. What What does that mean, Matt Dolan? That because your wife has a master's degree, you now, ah, ah, my wife has a master's degree. That must mean other women are capable of getting a master's degree. Therefore, I respect women. See, Haley, you missed an opportunity to uh, use your double-edged axe blade on Matt Dolan at the same time you're using it on Mike Gibbons. So that's a really awkward and a really silly thing to say. And now that I've articulated that for you, that's yet another reason why Matt Dolan won't come on this show. Because he doesn't want to talk about his sponsorship of the Equality Act. And he doesn't want to talk about that comment, I guarantee you. Although I doubt I would take him to task on it because I'm not Haley B. Miller. Because I'm fair and I'm honest and I tell the truth. So she's 0 for 3 in those categories. Hey, the pandemic took away a lot of things from us, right? 
And one of the things that it took away that you probably didn't miss, but you get back today, is Governor Mike DeWine's State of the State address. Yeah! Uh, He will be doing it for the first time since COVID struck in March of 2020. Now, this time, of course, DeWine is uh, hip deep in a primary election battle to retain the right to run for re-election. Jim Renacci wants his job. Joe Blystone wants his job. Nan Whaley. John Cranley. Whaley and Cranley are not Republicans, so DeWine does not have to worry about them until November. But he has to worry about Blystone, and he has to worry about Renacci. And if you were following the events of the weekend at the Ohio Beef Expo, it sounds like DeWine is worried about Joe Blystone because, A, he won't debate Joe Blystone or Jim Renacci, and, B, he allegedly, reportedly, told Joe Blystone that he would kick his keister, although he didn't say keister. Or at least Joe Blystone says the governor didn't say keister. When Mike pulled Blystone in for a brief tete-a-tete before security whisked the governor away. So who knows what Mike DeWine will talk about. I could venture a guess today. He will talk about a lot about intel, a lot about it, and how he and his administration are bringing to Ohio a transformative thing for the state of Ohio, much like Honda was back in the 1970s. Honda has changed the city of Marysville. Honda has changed virtually all of central and western Ohio. There are myriad satellite companies around that do business with Honda. If you don't do business with Honda, you're probably not doing very good business. If you're in the automotive industry or its related companies, Intel will be branded as the same exact thing. And There's no shortage of speculation about what Intel will do to Licking County and the surrounding area. And, of course, today, Mike DeWine will give you all the upsides of Intel's arrival here in central Ohio. I'm a little nervous about it because, A, I feel bad for the people out in Licking County. You live out in Licking County, you've chosen to live in a rural area, probably because living in a rural area appeals to you. I can identify. I live in a rural area. It's not as rural as it used to be when we first moved there in 2002. Now we've got a Costco and a Wendy's and a beer barrel pizza and a TJ Maxx. We got a lot of things inching ever closer to where we reside. We have four housing developments under construction in the area where I reside. I don't know how they're going to cram all those kids into the schools. My commute into town now is not as leisurely and traffic-free as it used to be, all in the name of progress. Is it progress? In some respects, yes. In other respects, I would debate that it is. So Licking County is going to change, but DeWine's not going to give you any of the downside today. He's going to talk about Intel and all that he did for Intel. And here's where he has to go light. Here's where he has to go light. He's going to talk about, I'm sure, what a great job he did getting us through the pandemic. That's a general election message. That is not a primary message, a primary election message. Because the people in the rural areas of Ohio have either checked out or have a rash over how Mike DeWine stewarded the state through the pandemic. He is perceived by many as someone who was 
unnecessarily overreaching and somewhat curiously afraid of COVID. I'm not talking about beginning COVID. I don't think it was a good decision, but I'm not going to 2020 hindsight it, canceling state basketball tournaments, shutting down schools, closing restaurants and churches in March of 2020. I get it. We were, I think, driven by fear through movies and apocalyptic books and things of that nature that COVID might be Ebola. And we better shut everything down before we find out that we should have shut everything down and didn't. I get it. In hindsight, which I'm not going to penalize him for, but by that late summer, it was like, okay, we now see that it's mostly old people, it's mostly overweight people, it's mostly immunocompromised people. Time to get back out there. By the fall, and I remember going to a lot of football games in the fall of 2020, people were kind of done with the masks. People were kind of done with the six feet apart. He persisted in it, and he kept talking about getting vaccinated, 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 boosted, boosted, boosted. He sounded like he governed like a Democrat. He's not a Democrat, or at least he was not elected to be a Democrat. So he's got to be careful today if he's going to laud himself too much for what he did during the campaign as it relates to COVID. Now, there is a related story to the governor's race today from our friends at the Ohio Press Network, and that is my guy Jack Windsor, a true reporter. Headline. Ohio gubernatorial candidate Joe Blystone ordered to return over $100,000 in campaign contributions. Clarify or return an additional $133,000. Address more than two dozen campaign filing irregularities. This is how you know Jack Windsor is an honest broker. Because Jack Windsor, people think, oh, he's a, he's, a, he's a Blystone guy. He's all in on Blystone's attacks on DeWine. He wants to see DeWine out. Windsor asks tough questions of Mike DeWine. He's anti-DeWine. Jack Windsor's pro-truth. So he's bringing you that side of the story. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 